Welcome back to Talkville, the ultimate Smallville rewatch podcast. Where each week we go back, way back. We watch each every episode. You guys know this. And then Tom and I review them with Ryan. And Ryan comes up with his favorite scene and we pick it and we talk about the episode. I usually shit on it. No, I don't. But people say I do. Some people do. I'm just honest. Uh, yes, that's the way it goes. Last time, Ryan and I sort of shit on it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. What, are you, what are you gonna do? Uh, if you want to leave questions for this podcast for future episodes, the hotline is 213-538-2883. Uh, I just want to say real quick, I, it, it resonated with me after last episode about how how cool Krista Allen was picking up your like calling you back and like dealing with us. Yeah. That was pretty cool. Yeah, thank you, Krista. Um, you know, we got some guests. We got a guest next episode coming on, special guest. I won't say who it is. But uh, a very knowledgeable individual about both Marvel and DC. I'll leave it at that. James Gunn. Well, who knows? Who knows? <laughs> he's a, I think he might be busy right now. I know he's he? Michael I don't know. I haven't heard. He's probably read a little busy right, right now. He's in the he's in the news more know. than Trump. That's, <laughs> that's something. Oh, I, I, f- I feel like. Do you think? Do you think James before he took the job was like the second I take this job, I'm just gonna be. People are just going to come after me. Like, oh, yeah. So hard. He knew it. He did. Like, he goes, oh. like, look, I, you know what it is? It's like, I have a plan and this is what it is. And you can please some of the people some of the time, a few of the people all the time, but you can't please all the people all the time. And that's always what it yeah. is. So just go with it, man. Go with your gut and see what happens. See where the, you know, see how the cookie crumbles. All right. We got to say our socials here because you got to follow us and support the podcast if you want us to keep doing this. It is a feat, Tom. It is. Tom, uh, Ryan just hurt himself. He hit his head on something. Anyway, uh, you know, doing this every week and watching it and reviewing it, it is a lot of work. And uh, follow us on our handles. Keep supporting us. Do what you do. We really appreciate you. We couldn't do this without you. Talkville Podcast on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and TikTok. Talkville Pod on the Twitter. Um, and, of course, support us on Patreon. We wouldn't know what to do without you. Patreon.com slash Talkville. Also, great merch on TalkvillePodcast.com. There's really a lot of great. I'm wearing it right now. My Talkville shirt. So some of you watching this may see that I'm really puffy. I'm doing a little bit of head cold thing. But um, the Athletic Greens is something I've literally gone to the last couple mornings. And it gives me a little boost and I feel better. Um, so it's it's working. Yeah. I like it. I like it. I got a really deep raspy voice today. I don't know if I should be like a sex operator. Not a sex yeah. worker. Jeez, please Louise. don't. Uh, this please is a, don't. this is. Uh, what was it? What was in your mouth last night? Did you a little aggravated? <sighs> Man, we're going there this early, aren't we? You guys are probably <laughs> shaking your heads, going, "Get on with it!" and, and "Get on with it!" We shall. Without further right. ado, let's get into season two, episode three, Duplicity. Duplicity aired October eighth, two thousand two. Steve Miner was the director. I don't know if you know Steve Miner, but he directed a lot of sort of. I think he like. Friday the 13th. He was one of the creators of Friday the 13th, I believe. I believe he directed the movie, um, not Alligator. Maybe it was called Alligator. Uh, a lot of horror movies. And I liked working with Steve a lot, but a lot of horror movies, right, Ryan? You looking at that? I, I thought there was a lot of good direction in, in this episode. Sure. I thought I, this episode really stood out, especially coming off of our last episode. I, I just, I, I texted you. You're like, you're ready to record tomorrow. I'm like, yeah. And I really enjoyed this episode when I watched it. it yeah. Fun. What do you direct? Uh, I mean, he's done a lot of episodicals. He did, you know, he's been doing 
switched at birth, chasing life, make it or break. Like, uh, but if I go deeper into Steve Miner's, uh, go into his first filming and producing director. I think the original go, Friday the Thirteenth. Go, go look right here. I'll look right here. Look, Steve Miner, right there. Friday the Thirteenth, the part, very first one. Friday the Thirteenth, Part Two. Oh. It says. Well, part his first one he produced. He produced. Yeah, he's a producer mostly, and well, he's he's a lot of things. Steve yeah. Miner's a jack of all trades. Writers: Todd Slavikin. Todd Slavkin and Darren Swimmer guest star Sarah Jane Redman as Nell Potter. Nell Potter, wow. And Joe Morton as Dr. Stephen Hamilton. What a great job. Oh, man. Boy, he went for it. He showed you his chops. Uh, After Pete discovers Clark's spaceship, Clark goes against his parents' wishes, reveals his secret, but is shocked when the reaction he gets makes him question his friend's loyalty. A little mm-hmm. play-by-play we'll get into. There's a lot of fun stuff here. I don't remember any of this. I don't remember much, but maybe Tom will. We'll see. The episode opens with a very jittery Dr. Hamilton giving Lex a visit in his office. Lex tells him that he's no longer needed, should see a doctor, but Hamilton storms out. His hand's shaking. It's all going all crazy. Uh, here, real quick, you know what I liked about that? I thought that the opening shot, I could see the opening shot was trying to be really cool down the hallway. He walks in, the camera, it, it was trying to be so cool. And I'm like, eh, this, this shot's not that great. But then when he comes into the office and he's got his motion going and stuff, I was, I totally forgot about the shot before. I mean, I just, he totally had your attention and the way he left that scene i thought was pretty cool he didn't stop to like have an exit he was off on his own agenda and he just turned his back on lex i and i like the way that lex was sort of like calm down take a beat you know it was it was a fun scene it kind of jumped right in yeah it was it was i do remember working with him and i remember how intense he was he wasn't i wouldn't call it fun but it was it was fun acting with him he wasn't there to have fun as he was to play this character he was definitely a little method and uh i'm sure he got annoyed because i'm like goofing off and farting and all this stuff and then action and i go but he uh he took the time and i respected that and he was fantastic driving home dr hamilton gets distracted i always hate these scenes where they spill something it's the same shit you know it's like oh he spills i gotta pick up the pills now and while i'm doing it, it's gonna take me eight minutes while i'm doing it and the cars but you, you let it go you, you oh, oh, oh. Oh, I know. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Figure it, figure it out. Uh, You know who I did like is the driver, the country boy driving. He spit on the windshield. That was really cool. And he's kind of blessed because he's been driving everything. Like he was, I was like, this guy's a good actor. He Mm -hmm. really like small part, but a lot of these small parts go unthanked. And I thought he was really good. I just want to give him a shout out. Driving home, gets distracted while fiddling with his pills to offset the meteor rock poisoning. And this causes another driver to swerve off the road. Flipping his truck, Hamilton speeds off. And Pete, who happens to be on the road, pulls off to help the flipped over drive, flipped driver. Next to the flipped car, he and the injured driver see Clark's spaceship. Just happens to be there, which, you know, yeah, you know, shit happens. Interesting choice to keep the, the horn running. That was really unsettling. Did you just catch that? Yeah. The, the horn was just on when, when Pete was investigating the scene, and it was really just kind of uncomfortable. It's good. Yeah. Um, Lex, would have been, Lex would have been like, turn that shit off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to have to ADR all of this. <laughs> exactly. The next day on the Kent farm, Clark is shooting hoops and rebounding for himself, which is always fun to see as an audience viewer. You know, his uh, super speed. Pete shows up to tell him he's found something. The two head into the cornfields and take a long look at the ship. Pete is resistant to Clark's attempts to take it back to the Kent farm, and Clark eventually agrees to take it back to Pete's to avoid more suspicion. Here's what I I really like that scene. 
uh, you know, um, but his turn was incredibly fast. He's like, no, Clark, we're doing this, man. Clark, you don't understand. It's like, yeah, but if they write a bad article, yeah, I see what you're saying. I mean, it was immediate. It was kind of, it was kind of like, give a beat, give a beat there. Um, I'm always looking he at that He probably did, and they cut it out. You know, that's an editor can cut out your beats too. But how, did, mean, the, how did the police not show up to this cornfield and get a tow truck and all the ambulances are there, whatever, and talk to Pete and see the spaceship that is right there? Did anyone think of that? Hate to be the shitter. I'm surprised we didn't have an episode where, and maybe we did, where like someone's trying to run for re-election to, for sheriff, and somebody else is like, "Hold on a second, <laughs> do you guys know all the stuff that happens in this town, and you're you guys are never a part of it? Never. <laughs> we need a new sheriff. Yeah. That new sheriff would be like the guy from Hug or something. I don't know. <laughs> but I I will say that this one, this episode definitely grew on me. It started. It started. I was like, okay, okay, I don't buy that. I don't buy that. And I started just let it go. Um, at Luther Mansion Manor, as they called it, Lex is visited by his newly blinded father. Boy, did he he milked this one, didn't he? <laughs> John milks this <laughs> blindness like no other, touching my face. And um, well, it's fun. Is he like, looks so uncomfortable in that when he touches your face? Oh gosh, it's I so was, uncomfortable. I was, I was, I was but they're both figuring out blindness at the same time. Both Lionel and John, yeah. are figuring out how to be blind. So John gets to do that. He gets to ham it up. Yeah as figuring out how to be a blind person. You know what I noticed? I know it's nitpicking, but I noticed in that scene, John said, uh, a lot. And then I even said, uh, it was like, Lex, uh, uh, there was like, if you watch it, I was like, I, I noticed because it just popped up. I was like, how many times is he going to say, uh, and then I said, uh, and I was like, uh, <laughs> right. Cause his diction is usually so precise. Yeah. You know, yeah. sometimes when you do that in between stuff, it could either be taken as you don't remember your lines or you're, you know, just doing too much. We all do it. And a lot of times directors will say, uh, bring those together. Connect those. <laughs> uh, I just noticed it. Uh, stop saying, uh, uh, please. <laughs> John's genius. Uh, but I did notice that between both of us. Well, can I just say something real quick? Because and, and hopefully we can get Sam on the show sometime. But, you know, in thinking about this, I was thinking about Sam's character, Pete. And it's so funny because Sam was always I, I even wrote this down. He was always prepared. He was always fun yep. with just the right amount of paranoia all the time at work. He was always paranoid about whether, you know, if he's doing it right, if everything's cool, blah, blah, blah. But it kept him on his toes. And I really liked that. And he played a character who was the only straight shooter that ever talked directly to Clark. No innuendo. He kind of kept it real. I felt like he was a little Ferris Bueller-ish of like, hey, man, sometimes you got to life moves really fast if you don't <laughs> smell the roses. You yeah, know? yeah. He was he kind of had his own little life going on of like shady stuff sometimes, which we'll get into. I don't know what season it is with the race cars, but like. I just, it was a really fun character. And I can't wait to ask him if that in this episode, when he finds out Clark's secret, if it occurred to him as an actor that his character was probably going to die or be killed off <laughs> or at least a head concussion. You know what? I'm not, don't say anything, but I, I have no clue. I, I, I didn't remember that Pete finds out. I don't know how it, <laughs> I, I, I know he, he's off the show eventually. I don't know how he gets, so we'll have to get there. I don't remember yeah. why. Was it the leave the town? I, I, I don't know. But, uh, yeah, I thought he did a great job. Look, Lionel says he needs time away from stress in Metropolis and will be crashing with his son in Smallville for some father-son bonding. Mm. At the town, Lana is serving Aunt Nell and her new boyfriend, Dean. Uh, <laughs> Chloe walks in and covers for Lana by pretending that the two had a sleepover like Nell was told. In reality, Lana lied to avoid being in the same house as her new boyfriend. 
After Pete and Clark get to the spaceship, into the shed, they get the spaceship in the shed. Pete wants to call Chloe so she can write a story to get them famous. Clark convinces Pete to wait until they figure out what the ship actually is to avoid embarrassment if it isn't something cool. Um, You know, I liked all these scenes. I I liked a a lot of the scenes with you and Pete. You know, he's definitely eager and he's like, you know, because, you know, he doesn't know who you are. He doesn't know this at this point. And he's like, oh, my gosh, this could make us big and we'll get out of Smallville and this is a spaceship. Come on, Clark. That's what a kid would probably do, you know, Mm -hmm. so it made sense. Um, Clark tells his parents that Pete and the ship about Pete and the ship and Jonathan hatches a plan to steal it back. Clark tells them he just wants to confide in his friend, but his parents urge him not to put that responsibility on Pete. Mm-hmm. Once again, the 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 parents, uh, Martha and Jonathan, they uh, Annette and John, they were great. They were great. Really, a lot of great acting in this episode. At the Smallville Hospital, Doctor Hamilton finds the room of the man who crashed off the road and spotted the spaceship. Hamilton asks who else knows about the ship, and the driver identifies Pete. Of course, he's all drugged up, doesn't remember. Goes, oh yeah, I'm this guy, Pete Ross. uh and then he recognizes that hamilton is the one who forced him off the road i don't know how (laughs) and the doctor proceeds to kill him i thought this was like this is ridiculous when he has this giant syringe and he goes ah with the with the morphine the guy goes it was just it was I, i just thought it was funny i laughed out loud i laughed out loud i thought it was like come on this episode is sponsored by better help You know, a lot of us wish we had more time, but time for what? If time was unlimited, how would you use it? The best way to squeeze that special thing in your schedule is to know what's important to you and make it a priority. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so you could do more of it. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself, and it isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. Therapy can help everyone be the best they can be. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapist anytime for no additional charge. Listen, learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Dot com slash Talkville. Just Capital is a nonprofit that tracks which companies are a force for good. Companies like Bank of America, which just earned the Just Capital seal. Bank of America is ranked number one for ongoing commitment to their workers with initiatives like Sharing Success, which awarded 97% of their teammates additional compensation, nearly all in stock. This is the program's seventh consecutive year, awarding more than $4.8 billion in total. Visit JustCapital.com to learn how a just business is a better business. Furnished by Just Capital. It was jokey, but, you know, I, I still was in. I still ha- I was having a good time. I was like, where is this going to go? But, uh, yeah. Um, well, I thought it was also a good supply. I mean, it was a good surprise. Duplicity being the, the, the title of the episode. And here he is being a doctor trying to find this, what kryptonite is and, you know, using it for good, perhaps. And here he is sticking this guy so he can't identify him in a scene of a crime yeah he lost his mind he's desperate he's dying he doesn't care and this is why he did it all clark and jonathan go to pete's to steal back the ship and discover it's missing and as they leave pete sees them and assumes they have stolen the ship the next day at the kent farm pete confronts clark who tries to convince him he didn't steal it 
which he actually didn't. Pete doesn't believe him. He threatens to tell Chloe and furiously attempts to drive off. But before he can get away, Clark rushes in front of the car and uses his strength to stop it. That was unexpected. I did not remember that at all. And that was like, holy shit moment. Mm -hmm. That was dope. And his look on his face and your look like, you want it? Here it is. <laughs> uh yeah that was a that was a great scene wasn't I, it? I like those reactions too because it easily could have just been like clark could have just really been scared what's pete gonna say is he not gonna like him but you know what i mean we're not gonna be friends anymore but it was just i don't know that's all just like me and sam and our relationship finding that in the scene because it's not written that they they share a wink and this could be fun yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, I agree. It's good because he's been he's been hiding this for so long, and I wasn't expecting him to tell anybody. And so that moment caught me off guard because this whole series has been got to hide my secret. Yeah, and I was like, oh shit, he's gonna tell somebody. <laughs> he's gonna tell Pete. This is uh -oh, where that this might be go. Ryan's this favorite scene. And the first thing I kept thinking was, "You're right." Make a note. Yeah, Pete, you're right, Tom. Though Pete, Sam had to think. If I know a secret, I probably. Got to get killed off or something. Right? <laughs> I got to lose my memory or what's going to happen. It's coming and they ain't telling But also at the, same, at the same time, why I, why I liked it all is because this whole time they've been saying, oh, Pete's Clark's best friend. And the whole time I'm like, is he? He kind of shows up. He makes, a, he makes a joke. He hits on a girl. Then he leaves. And so like, they weren't really <laughs> yeah. sure what to do with Pete. And now like it's like bring him into the fray. Bring, bring him in on the secret. And now he's like, okay, now these are, he's going to be a best friend. Yeah. And I... I, I it kind of sucks that, you know, Sam couldn't have more storylines because he was just kind of they weren't sure what to do. Yeah. and just kind of there and, and not really doing a lot. And he always worked hard and made whatever little he had a lot. And a lot of energy. Brought a lot of a energy. A lot of energy and really commitment. And this episode, he got to to show it. And it was really it was really nice. At Luther Manor, Hamilton returns to ask Lex for the octagonal disc that he discovered. This is because he's the one who stole the ship from Pete. After Lex tells Hamilton he doesn't have it, the doctor storms out and meets Lionel in the hallway. He tells Lionel that he's discovered something earth-shattering that he needs to share, and Lex doesn't hear it in the next room. <laughs> Back at Smallville High, Clark tries to... You know what I also liked in that scene, in the, in the hallway scene, was did you notice when uh, Hamilton kind of waved in front of his face real quick? That wasn't scripted. That was just good acting and like, what would you do? Just, are you blind? I don't trust you, you son of a bitch. Mm -hmm. And uh, I liked it. Back at Smallville High, Clark tries to find out who else Pete could have told about the ship. But Pete is still caught up in all the lies Clark has told over the years. And boy, he really almost told on you. He was pretty much like going, yeah, it's it's Clark. He's the alien. <laughs> what? <laughs> I thought aliens were supposed to be green, little green people. Yeah, I don't know. What, I don't know what's wrong with them there. Clark arrives home to find Lex waiting in his kitchen. Lex needs a little time outside of his mansion now that he's bunking with his father. He goes on to ask Clark about the octagonal disc that he had in his office. Inside, and I always like those, you know, the scene where it's kind of like a simple thing, and Clark says, "Oh, well, maybe the tornado," and it, and he just looks at you a little bit longer than usual and goes, "Yeah, yeah, maybe that's <laughs> it. I'm sure that's it." But there's something, there's something lingering in the air. Inside Dr. Hamilton's lab, Lionel gets introduced to the spaceship as he feels around it. It really works because Lionel's blind, so he couldn't, you know, he didn't see it. So what, so kind of that, you know. A lot of tension. Yeah. Hamilton shows the missing octagonal spot and claims that this will provide the proof that Lionel needs to know it's real. I tell you what, from now on, this is what I was thinking when I was like, from now on, I, I want to keep in my mind when I watch these episodes for any little tick that Lionel is just lying about being blind. Even when he's by himself, 
I just always feel like he's faking it. I don't know why. Maybe that's good tension, but I just feel like he's just faking it. But you know, I don't, he, know. I don't think he could fake it because in that scene with the ship, I mean, he would have seen the ship and that would have changed everything. That's true. He would have he would have had to. He would that have would have had been worth going. To. All right, I'm not blind anymore. Yeah, I guess you're But right. that's what makes that scene really like interesting is because you're bringing the the big bad the like the bad guy is now like he's able to see what like the, the origins of the good guy, but he can't do anything about it because he can't see it. And so he's like he's there, he's like looking at like the I don't know, it was interesting. You know what I mean? It was interesting. But Dramatic I just don't irony. think yeah, yeah, no, I agree. Um, that night in the barn, Clark walks in on Lana, avoiding being at home. She tells him that she followed through on breaking up with Whitney. Clark is surprised by this and then goes on to vent about his tiff with Pete. And when Lana tries to dig deeper, Clark avoids getting into it, causing Lana to snap at him for always being closed off. You really are. I thought that was, that, that was fun to watch her play that. She's getting fed up. She's had enough of Clark. She's like, you've had so many opportunities. I really like you. You're such a good guy, and you're, but you're not open to me. I think, you know, it's funny because we talk about it all the time, but I think this is a big problem women have with men in general is they don't open up. They don't say how they're feeling. They don't, a lot of it, you know, it's false bravado or whatever it is. And uh, I think girls have to deal with that a lot. Guys trying to be tough, trying to be, I'm always right. Sometimes you just need, look, sometimes you need to be, I think also women like the guys to be a little bit, I don't want to say dickish at times, but kind of, you know, stand their ground, be a, be a man, but also have some, you know. Well, there's a little bit of, you know, the the male thing of trying to be strong and being brave in, in, in opening up, but then you know, maybe you tried it once in a while and it's been used against you. <laughs> and so you're like, you know what? I'm just going to, I'm going to just be steady and not say anything that can be used against me. You know what I would say? You know, it's a little bit of that. What, what could Clark substitute with silence or just ambiguity? What could he do? I mean, as a human being, thinking about it, if you had this secret to tell and you didn't want, you couldn't tell the most precious, precious person to you. How would you tell them? I would say, listen, Lana, I do have feelings for you. I do want to be with you. I do care about you. But there are some things that are just really personal that I can't share with you, but I really will open up about everything else. But that's what he said in the scene, isn't it? Like, she's like, I'm sharing you with all these deep personal things. Why can't you do the same? Because she's talking about Whitney and all that. Yeah, Whitney's <laughs> all not these that deep personal. personal things. He's deep gone. Things? He's like, Clark, I need to be honest with you. I'm only here because I'm trying to avoid my... And my aunt's new boyfriend. See, I'm sharing, Clark. Why can't you share? Are they just, are they just having really loud sex in the house? Is that what's happening? Here in commotion in the tool shed, we find Lana and Clark romping. No. Pete finds Dr. Hamilton digging around trying to find the missing octagonal key. They get into a fight after Pete lets it slip that he knows who the spaceship belongs to in the fight. Hamilton knocks him out. I felt for Pete. I really sort of in, this, in these scenes kind of... Like, wow, he really is a good friend. This, like, it shows his loyalty. And and I don't know, as a high school kid, if someone had a gun or this meteorite poisoning, that I would not say, Clark Kent, 206, Kent Farm, <laughs> over in Aberdeen. He's the alien you're looking for. Go deal with him. Clark's a superhero. He'll take care of you. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, also... <laughs> The Kents get a call from Pete's mother, letting them know he's missing. Clark goes out to find where his friend could be. <laughs> Lex confronts his father. Clark fa- Kent. What? Oh, that's him. That's him. Clark Kent. That's him. Damn. 
you're shopping while working, eating, or even listening to this podcast, then you know and love the thrill of the hunt. But are you getting the thrill of the best deals? Rakuten shoppers do. They get the brands they love with the most savings and cash back. And you can get it too. Start getting cash back at your favorite stores like Macy's, Adidas, Walmart, Nike, Wine.com, Samsung, Lenovo, Sephora, and more. And even stack sales on top of cash back. It's easy to use. And you get your cash back through PayPal or check. The idea is simple. Stores pay Rakuten for sending them shoppers. And Rakuten shares the money with you as cash back. Download the free Rakuten app and never miss a deal. Or go to Rakuten.com to start getting the most bang for your buck. That's R-A-K-U-T-E-N. Lex confronts his father at Luther Manor after learning that Lionel has gone AWOL from his physical therapy in Metropolis. Lionel tells him that he feels it's degrading, demeaning to have to learn everything over again, Lex. Later, Lionel asks Lex about the octagonal object, and Lex plays dumb to its existence. The next day at Smallville High, Chloe shares the digging she's done on some hospital activity that links Dr. Hamilton with the driver who died and was connected to Pete. I don't know about you, but she is born. She should be in the FBI, this high school girl who's 14. How is she doing in her classes? Yeah, I never <laughs> see her in class. She's doing a lot of investigative reporting and not a lot of algebra too. Yeah. But she was in um she was in the science uh, the that class with uh last episode and he her and Lana were sitting next to each other. Mm. Also, I like that this prompts Clark to super speed to his lab to investigate. And I like that because it was an overhead crane shot. They had a jib there that day. And that was the scene they sort of needed, I guess, in the in the prom scene or whatever. They need more, you know, it was kind of weird how they shot. Yeah, but this this one was done really well. I liked it. Clark? Clark! I, I was they gave at, a nice they gave a nice little like s- slight sound effect as well yeah they didn't have remy zero singing over top of it yeah <laughs> i agree there we find that hamilton has kidnapped pete and is about to inject him with meteor rock liquid if he doesn't fess up to who owns the spaceship pete is a real one refuses to crack under the pressure and just before hamilton injects pete clark rushes in blasts through the door throws him across the room do you remember that day like when I when I watched that when I was watching this episode and I saw the scene I was like that's cool I don't remember doing it <laughs> hey folks <laughs> we can't cool. remember everything how could we possibly remember everything we'll remember as the episodes go we'll remember certain things but as of now not a ton this episode as Clark goes to untie Pete his hands catch exposure to the meteor rock syringe and cause him to weaken Hamilton notices and threatens to pour more liquid onto Clark Pete springs in action and knocks Hamilton to the ground. While there, while there, more liquid drops onto him and causes him to have uncontrollable jitters, just like uh, our man Tony Todd. Tony Todd. And that ultimately kills him. So Pete sort of kills him. Hamilton got busted up this episode. I yep. just, there's part of me that wanted him to hang around a little more, that you could have used a little more of Joe Morton. He was so good that maybe he goes to a, a mental ward because he's cracked. And he had brain prop, you know, when he when he when he got thrown into that thing, and he goes, he starts to remember things. He goes, no, 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 no. Uh, there's this, uh, he, he, there's a spaceship, and you know, and then ultimately, yeah. you know, someone has to. And then later, when Lex goes to the insane asylum, he like sees him. That would have been oh, crazy. Oh man, could you imagine seeing him in there and they lock eyes, yeah. and maybe they get into a fight or something, and Lex ends up killing him because he's trying to kill him, 
And that's how he dies with all that information. And then at the same time, Lionel was going to that place, getting, you know, talking with him every once in a while. By the way, folks, this might be what happened on Smallville. We don't know. <laughs> Maybe that does happen. The Kents get the spaceship back into their storm cellar, have a nice conversation with Pete. It was it was so funny because, you know, you kind of put your hand on your shoulder and then he kind of hits you on the chest and everything's fine. And, you know, it was a little goofy, but, you know. Uh, they get the back, have a nice conversation with Pete while warning him that keeping this secret isn't going to be easy. And I like the conviction of John Schneider when he says, there comes a lot of responsibility with this and it's only going to get more difficult. And that, that was, that, that weighed heavy. Did Spider-Man just come out? <laughs> Is that what the line was? <laughs> but with great power comes great, great responsibility. Really? Spider-Man one. You know, I've never seen one of the Spider-Man movies. The Tobey Maguire one? The never. Well, for me, it's the original one, but yes. Yeah, I never saw it. I never seen it. Those two are good. I know you guys. I think are I've seen help. them on airplanes. You the last one I, I really enjoyed. They kind of—I don't know if you—you you don't know this because you didn't see them—but they got like the three actors who played Spider-Man over the years, Toby and the other two, and they put them together in a scene, and it's actually pretty funny. Really? Yeah, it was really fun. Yeah. Okay. Maybe big old, I'll, big old stunt. Maybe I'll. Lex and Lionel go to Hamilton's lab and notice that the spaceship has disappeared. Lionel refuses to go back to Metropolis and is determined to learn more about what Hamilton showed him. The episode ends. Or didn't, or, or tried to show him. <laughs> the episode ends with Pete asking Clark more about his powers and challenging him to a game of one-on-one. Clark proceeds to then dunk the ball from about 40 feet away. I thought that was awesome when you jumped over him. That was That terrific. was fun. That was another thing, because like Pete, like, I mean, Sam likes to play basketball. I like to play basketball. But when you're filming, you don't get a lot of time to have fun playing basketball. It's kind of like the football scenes that we talked about in Hothead. It's not, you don't have, you don't, because you're you're getting a shot, it's you don't you lose the fun aspect a little bit. But in this one, we were able to just kind of like, what would you? They, I remember them kind of saying like, well, what would you guys do? And Sam's like, well, I'll go here, I'll go here, I'll miss this. Or I think there were a couple of shots. I don't think I was trying to miss. I think the misses are real. <laughs> yeah, you <laughs> like don't want to. I hate when you everybody you know, hits everything. You know, you're still not a great yeah. player, so you you miss them. But um, yeah, you're showing off that curry we're also range playing of- basketball in the dirt. <laughs> yeah. You know what? I, I like that, though. That's cool. It's character. You know what I was hoping for? You know, there's a shot of them playing basketball, and it's just like going back, back. You think the episode's over, which it is. But then I would have cut to. I thought that was going to cut sooner, too. It should have cut to the key. Oh. It should have. I don't even know where the key is. Do you? I don't know. It should have cut to where the key is, somewhere in the fields. Ooh. Go through the fields and then just kind of zoom in on it and end the show. That's what I would have done because you're like, oh, this is so sweet. This is amazing. Then boom, cliffhanger. There's the key. But where is it? Lionel's out with his stick. Why wasn't I in the writing room? Jesus. No, it was was a great episode. Interesting things of note. Pete tells Clark, it's not easy being you, is it? Paraphrasing a line from the song Superman, it's not easy. It's not easy to be me. It's like Kermit the Frog at the end. Oh, wow. Either <laughs> Tom, how are you? Uh, either Ryan. I can't stand to fly. <laughs> five for fighting was the band. Hockey term. Yeah, five for fighting. It is. He loves hockey. In fact, I, I'm on the board for Echoes of Hope for foster youth with Luke Robitaille and his wife, Stacia. Mm-hmm. And uh, at their events, a lot of times, five for fighting, they'll play. Oh, They'll, they'll play, and he's a, he, he supports Echoes of Hope as well. Duplicity means a deceitfulness in speech or conduct, speaking or acting in two different ways concerning the same matter with the intent to deceive. 
This happened a lot in this episode. Lana uh, lying about I, the sleepover. Clark lying to Pete. Clark lies to Lex about the spaceship key. Lionel lies to Lex about leaving Metropolis. Wait a minute. Clark lied about the spaceship key? So you do know where it is? Oh. Or just knowing, was it just he lied about knowing what it is? Yeah, maybe what it is. is it, remember, remember my paperweight? <laughs> yes. Oh, because Lex phrases it as, do you remember my paperweight? And Clark goes, yeah. Why? <laughs> do you remember the That's paperweight? Right. Sure. All right. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember all the things on your desk. Yeah, specifically yeah, the, the paperweight. The, the paperweight that you kept in a box. I yeah, remember that. Yeah. I don't know where it is. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Remember that pen? Yeah. <laughs> Hotline. Here we come. We go to patron privilege first. Go to patreon.com/slash talkville and become a patron and support the podcast. We need you. These are patron privilege top tiers. Get to. I guess get some questions here if we can find it. This is uh, this is Lila. What companies would you want to work for? Just Capital is a nonprofit that tracks which companies are a force for good. Companies like Bank of America, which just earned the prestigious Just Capital 2024 seal. Bank of America is ranked number one in the banking industry and number one for their ongoing commitment to workers, offering best-in-class benefits, including a minimum wage of $25 an hour by 2025. Visit JustCapital.com to learn how a just business is a better business. Furnished by Just Capital. Named one of the best personal finance podcasts, The Stacking Benjamin Show with Joe and his friends makes financial literacy fun. I got an email today from the LenPenzo.com HR department. I find oh. it really interesting. I'm an employee of one at this company, so but somebody from the HR department sent me an email telling me that I had a raise. If I just opened the attachment, I could see how much my raise was. Make sure you click on the links that are in there, too. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Yeah, I can't wait. This is I'm excited. Find out more by searching the Stacking Benjamins podcast wherever you listen. Oh, Lila's so... We know Lila. I think I met her at a con. She's so cute. Hi, I'm Lila from New Albany, Ohio. And for the episode Duplicity, how was the scene filmed where Clark stops Pete's car? Thank you. She's adorable, Lila. Um, I don't remember, but similar. What probably happened? I mean, there's a lot of good edits there, but the way they filmed it sure looks like it happened. They probably what they did is they had a tractor out of frame with a big wire cord that went from the back of the of the car to the front of it that would stop at a certain point, no matter what happened. And then they may have asked Pete or Sam to, you know, go the last five feet. And no matter what happened, the car couldn't go any further. And then that's where I would be and sort of step in and be there. That's that's probably how we did it. Interesting. I know. All right. Thanks, Lyle. Otherwise, you have an you can't ask an actor to hit the brake because then the car might slide. Oh, yeah. If the car is on dirt and he hits the brake, there's you can't guarantee where that thing's going to stop. So there's there's probably a cable, you know, a two three inch cable that just that car is going to break before it goes forward. Yeah. I agree. Here's Sophie. Hi, boys. It's Sophie here in Australia. Um, my question is around the episode Duplicity in season two. Firstly, I love the end scene with Pete and Clark playing basketball and the song Ordinary Day, because obviously it's anything but. Um, obviously, that's the episode that Pete finds out that Clark is not who he says he is. And I'm just wondering whether you guys know if that was always a plan to find out in season two early on, whether it was supposed to be later or earlier. Thank you. They didn't tell us shit, did I, they? I don't know about you, but I never knew anything I about what was going to happen. Who are you talking I didn't have to? time to ask. Who are you talking to, Tom? I didn't know anything. <laughs> what do you mean? Literally, I didn't oh. know anything. 
Uh, voicemails. <laughs> Let's go to voicemails. Here's uh, Catherine. Catherine. Hello, it's Catherine from Utah. Um, I'm just calling about season two, episode three, Duplicity. Right after Dr. Hamilton has his seizure, Pete is dragging Clark out of the shed. And I'm pretty sure you see Tom just cracking up as he's being dragged off camera. Anybody else see this? Pretty sure that was breaking. Anyway, cool. Thanks. Bye. And I broke character. Is that is that is that what it is? I, I laughed. Wow, Catherine, we're going to have to go back and watch that. Yeah. Did you notice it? No. You probably were. I, bet I, I, I probably did, though. Yeah, I mean, you probably did. Oh, here's Kiefer. Maybe it's Kiefer Sutherland. Hey, this is Kiefer calling in from Washington State. In season two, episode three, Duplicity, we see Clark reveal to Pete his secret uh, about being an alien. And I wanted to know what your guys' initial reaction or if that initial reaction Pete had to Clark um, being an alien was justified or or what your guys' thoughts were on that. I mean, I think it would have taken a very mature human being to not be offended that they've been lied to all this time, you know, and just be like, you know what? I totally get it. Let's move forward now that I know. That's a very mature, you know, betterhelp.com scenario. Uh (laughs) Yeah. I don't like what I did. I didn't sort of like how they made him sort of like, don't touch me. Stay away from me. That was like a little too much to me. I I don't think you needed that. You didn't like, you know. Um, cause Clark could break him in half, <laughs> you know, I don't know. It was just a little bit odd, but let's see. Here's Rob. Hey, this is Rob with Rob's arcade currently watching the duplicity episode. And I know we all have a lot of fun with Sam Jones, uh, throughout season one, but I was wondering if you guys have any fun stories about, uh, Sam Jones working with him, you know, either on or offset. Thanks guys. Take care. Thanks, uh, Rob. Yeah, I remember going to see Seinfeld. You got tickets. Your agent got tickets. And afterwards, we got chased by like 100 fans or something. Or like a lot of fans chased us to where they were excited. It felt like the Beatles. And we ran down the street with with Sam. That was a fun, crazy night that we talked about for a long time. Um, I, so I always remember, you know, Sam just shaking his head when I was on set, cracking up and doing stuff. He's like, <laughs> he- man, what's wrong with you, man? he i in in the most loving way he always thought he was so ridiculous because he was so he like i said there's a little bit of paranoia that kept his focus because he was not gonna be the you know he was just focused and then you would come in and do something he just would always be like you are he'd just be like you're so stupid he (laughs) He would always say that he would look at you go (laughs) so stupid stupid (laughs) stupid (laughs) he still says that when i see him i see him the guys like stupid uh this is jason (laughs) Hey, it's Jason from Pittsburgh. This question is for Michael and Tom. Did you feel that famous horror director Steve Miner, who directed the episode, brought his horror sensibilities to that particular episode? And also, Michael, did you freak out when you found out who was directing the episode? I know you're a huge horror guy. Yes, he signed, you know, I I think he, look it up. I think he directed Lake Placid and that's what he signed for me. But he he directed, he also, oh, you know what else he directed? House and House 2, horror comedy from the 80s, which was brilliant. He signed both DVDs for me at the time. Yes, I freaked out. He was awesome. I loved working with him. Uh, I got to get a hold of him because... I would love to have him on the podcast, my other podcast inside of you, because just you know, he did the original Friday the 13th and all this stuff. What were you going to say, Ryan? Yes, he did direct Lake Placid right after he directed Halloween H2O. What about um, House and House 2? The movies? Yeah. Uh, prob- probably from the 80s. Was Halloween H2O about water? <laughs> no. Um, oh, House. Yep, House. 
1985. Yeah. I'm assuming with House William Cat. Huh. Cool. Also, international folks, don't forget Jimmy from uh, Sydney. Tom, was there an, any Jimmy. point in the series where you were injured in real life and had to have it covered up on camera due to you essentially playing an indestructible man of steel? Stupid. Yeah, Stupid. there was um terrible. I, that wasn't good. I, I was it. I was very fortunate to remain re- very healthy throughout the, the ten years we were filming. I think I only missed I missed one day of work because I was I was being a, a jerk, and then I missed early on. I think season one, and then I think it was a season seven. I missed the day of work because I just I literally had the flu and couldn't eat, and it was legit. But um I think it was later on season seven, eight, something like that. I was I used to run a lot and I was running doing my normal thing and I just had this pain in my knee where I couldn't run and I knew what was wrong. I, I went to see Dr. Elatrosh in Los Angeles who like fixed Tom Brady's knee and he was like, there's nothing wrong with your knee. And I'm like, whoa. And he goes, I'm not going to cut you open. Just look at it. Anyway, this is a long story. But anyway, I went to the producers um, and I was like, I can't run guys. And they're like, what do you mean you can't run? I'm like, I can't, I can't run. I can't run from here to the door. And I don't know what's going on. And there was some super speed stuff. It forced us to figure out super speed a little bit differently and what I really needed to do and what I didn't have to do um, in terms of doubles and things like that. So in a way, you know, people got creative and it simplified the process and was much better. Anyway, it turned out to be a thing in my hip that I was able to rehab and then my knee pain went away and never came back. So there's the long winded answer. I like it. I like it. That's very interesting. Um, Ella Trash performed back surgery on my back. One of the the many surgeries I had and it didn't help at all. Well, I don't (laughs) know. I didn't think it was his fault. It just didn't help. The surgery did not help like we thought we would. So I was really bummed about that particular surgery. Getting cut open and have to recover for six months is brutal. I remember one episode, Tom, that you came back after a season. You were just like, you know what? I'm not working out. I don't give a crap. And you got set and you were a little <laughs> overweight or you're a little not in shape. And Alan Miles had to come up to you and go, hey. <laughs> and then you had to get back into it, right? Did they have a meeting with you? I think there was a, a discussion. I think that that was what there was a summer where I I, I made a I made a point to just do whatever I wanted, whenever I wanted, and eat whatever I want. And at the same time, I was in the gym almost every day with my buddy, who's like a big weightlifter guy. So I was like eating horrible calories, lifting heavy weights, and I just like I just like ballooned. I wasn't just like it wasn't like gut fat. I was just round, and I was just like kind of like this. But um, I but I think being on set that that kind of weight just went away because I wasn't doing those things anymore. But uh, yeah, it was a little bit. There weren't going to be any shirtless scenes for a couple of weeks. <laughs> I do remember that vaguely. Like, well, we're going like, to have to talk to old swelling here. <laughs> Him <laughs> in the gym here. Uh, Rosenbaum rating: hmm. three roses is the best. Three bombs is the worst. The heater is right down the middle. We'll start with Tom. Well, I just really enjoyed watching Pete in this episode, I, it, which distracted me from whether the episode itself was good or not. Um, I really enjoyed it. So I'm going to give it a one and a half. I think that's solid. Ryan really liked this episode. I could tell. I'm going to give it a two. I am. I'm going to go higher. For once, Tom is not the, the most optimistic person in the room. <laughs> <laughs> I, I no, I too liked Pete, but I, I liked giving him a sense of purpose, and that felt good because for you know twenty three episodes he, he was just sort of there, and I don't think they knew what to do with him. But I love that he's now in on Clark's secret. I think that's a big win for that. Friendship. That alone gives you uh, a higher score, just because it's something we haven't we weren't prepared for. I thought it was directed well. I liked I liked Hamilton's. I mean, I would have liked to see uh, Joe Morton. Is his name right? Mm-hmm. I would have liked to see more of him. I agree. Um, 
but yeah, and he really brought like like some good theatrics that uh, I didn't find cringy. Like that could have been like easily like too over the top and too cringy. I mean, it was a lot, but I think there was like something in his performance that made it feel real. You know, I got to tell you, I was watching both episodes this morning at like 8 a.m. I had to wake up and I was at a party last night, a karaoke party. My buddy Mike Flanagan kate siegel they they had this karaoke party he directed like uh haunting of hill house and yeah it was a name drop i got it i, I just love mike <laughs> yeah and there by the way uh heather langenkamp was there does anyone know who heather langenkamp is she's nancy from friday the 13th or from uh nightmare on elm street the lead she's in a lot of the nightmare Elms. no nobody knows i love her I didn't really and uh I, I i helped her pick out a song and uh it was great and you know who else was you there? Make, did you guys make out or something? I mean, that seems like a very No, nice it was just cool. You know who else was there? there? Uh, my buddy Harvey Guillen, who we had on the podcast. Oh, yeah. What We Do in the Shadows, name dropper. And the last name I'll drop is, uh, I'll give you a hint, Breaking Bad. Aaron Paul? Aaron Paul. Or the other one? And I forgot, we, we hung out back in the day. He was like, man, how old? And we talked for, he was, the night we karaoke He was, a, he's a great dude, man. I love I loved seeing him. He was just like a just a fun energy. He just got off a plane and he stopped by to give his respects or whatever. Um, anyway, it was a fun party. But I, I I woke up and I'm watching these two episodes and I'm going, oh god, here we go, here we go, eight a.m. And I'm glad this one actually gave me the energy to watch the next one. It actually was good enough where I was like, all right, kind of woke me up a little bit. So I'm in between you and Tom on this one. I I mean I. I'm gonna I'm gonna go you can't give a you can't give a 1.75 no you can't well you can do whatever the hell you want it's your show <laughs> but uh <laughs> I'm gonna give it one and a half roses I'm gonna go with Tom on this one one and a half roses good show solid show uh Ryan's favorite oh first of all death and save count death and save count can we have some dreaded music like death sound and then a and then dun, dun, dun. a save count like da da like da death and save count how many people got saved how many people died Two people die. Dr. Hamilton kills Ray Wallace, the driver, and later dies from the jitters. Wait, didn't Pete kill him? Well, that's just dead. And he got, okay, so he got dead. He, he got, got dead. dead. Two saved. Clark saves Pete, and Pete saves Clark from the meteor rock. Something you'll probably never hear again. Well, maybe his parents will help him. Through three episodes in season two, three dead, six saved. The series so far, 35 dead, 48 saved. Bryce, thank you for your incredible producing incredible producing and keeping track of this stuff. Uh, Ryan's favorite scene. Did you already pick one out? I did. You did. You have the one. We're going to hear three of them. I'm going to give him shit for the rest of his life. <laughs> I know. I'm going to hear about it. All right. Give us the three choices. I'll go first Listen, this well, time. These ones I didn't watch at one o'clock in the morning, so that helps. Um all right, so scene one uh, is Lionel seeing the spaceship, touching the spaceship in Hamilton's lab. That's scene one. I, I put it in quotes. You're not looking at me, but I was doing air quotes. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, scene two, uh, Lana uh, and Clark uh, up in the um, the loft. Lana yelling at Clark. That's not it. You're not going to be bored I thought, with I that was, I thought it was very emotional. I thought it was good. I thought you played oh, it great. Oh, great. And scene nice three, uh, Clark and Pete shooting basketball. Clark and Pete end. shooting basketball hoops at the end. Final answer. Tom, what's your... your oh, I'm going to go with Lionel and Spaceship. No, basketball. Yes! 1-1 one, one this year, bitch. Mm -hmm. Dang. Come on, that was a beautiful moment. How do you not pick that one? Because I wanted to be different so I could win. <laughs> I'm not here to fly. 
I liked it. It felt and, like good friendship. And there was a statement that he made during this podcast that he's you know talked about how awesome it was. So. Great episode. Thank you for listening. Remember, patreon.com slash talkville. Join Patreon. Support the podcast if you can. Write a review about the show. Subscribe. Tell your friends. Um, talkvillepodcast.com for cool merch. I'm wearing the t-shirt right now. I love it. I'll wear this anywhere. Um, Tom, why don't you wear your shirt? Did you get one? Yeah. I don't know where it is. I do have one. Lies, 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 yeah. <laughs> it's somewhere in my closet, which uh, one of these days I'll get to that. Stick around next week as we get into the leather jacket era with episode four of season two. It's called Red. We have a special guest. Let's take the discussion online. Let us know your thoughts on the episode over on our socials at Talkville Podcast or Talkville Pod. You want to leave any thoughts for other episodes, messages, voicemails, of course, for the hotline season two leave a voicemail at 213-538-2883 and you know what and that's michael's that's michael's personal cell phone number it's so my you cell know phone number yes um thank you guys we love you we enjoy doing this and you know i think why, why don't we give ryan a, a shot to say the final word sentence phrase always hold on to smallville there you go folks. I get it. try again you said i said did i get it oh you got it we'll see you we'll see you next week hi there sorry for the interruption but Are you enjoying this show on Google Podcasts? You should know that the Google Podcasts app is going away this spring. That's right, going away, gone, as in no longer available. You can still enjoy this show elsewhere, though. Try out Spotify or Amazon Music, or maybe TuneIn is more your style. Whatever app you switch to, be sure to follow so you never miss the next episode. And thanks for listening, wherever you listen. All right, top tier patrons, this is how it works. As you can see today, Tom's clean shaven. He's filming and he's calling from <laughs> his phone. It looks very nice and so much younger. It's crazy. You look like a little, little clock. We should go back and reshoot some scenes from Smallville if I look so young. We should. Um, look, if you want to join um, Patreon, patreon.com slash talkville, support the podcast. We can't tell you how you're helping. It's enormous and we love you. And also, Tom and I are going to be in Dallas at Creation Con. So Supernatural, Jensen and Jared invited us to come sort of on a tour with them of the, the, the Creation Cons. And this one's in Dallas. Vegas was a success. We're doing a Smallville Nights on Saturday night, which is the 4th of February. Yeah. Uh, we'll sign all day, autographs, pictures, and that stuff. Uh, you can get a threesome with me, Tom, and Jensen. Ooh, that sounds good. <laughs> And then Sunday, I mean, picture, threesome picture. And then Sundays as well. Saturday night is Smallville Nights. So get tickets for Smallville Nights. It's an unbelievable event. We read scenes and do a bunch of stuff. It's an absolute blast. If you haven't done it, you got to do it. And uh, that's pretty much maybe, it, Tom. May, maybe a special guest. We're, we're waiting to hear back. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. All right. Let's do it. Let's do the top tiers. Tom, take us out of here. All right. Thank you, Nikki G, Leanne P, Raj C, Janine R, Santiago M, Leah S, Little Lisa, Tom T, and Sophie M. Betsy D, Liliana A, Abby P, Kimberly E, Michael H, Ray Harada, Fatima T, Karen Apple M, Karen Apple M, that rolls off the tongue, Danielle B, 99 more, Lalani and Catherine P, Brett G. Always hold on to Smallville. Oh, yeah. Estevan G, DJ Kento, Twitch, Garrett W., Kimberly L, Justin S, Tom N, Tony V, Rodolfo V, Jason W, Osama A, and Lana W. Lana rhymes with banana. Oh, it's Lana rhymes with banana <sighs> W. I did it. I did it again. Lana did it again. rhymes with banana. 
Uh, Nancy D. Hi, Nancy. Brian G. Sarah W. Artoon K. Justin T. And Lucy O. Jeremy G. Jeremy Spoken. Amanda R. Teddy127. Michael P. P.O.M. Ryan R. Grumpyitis. Jordan M. Hillary B. Craig G. Chrissy R. Pollyanna. There's another one that rolls off pretty good. Karen P. Derek G. My dad, Jorel. Richard S. Heather and Greg. Nico P. I made Smallville say butts. Butts. Yep. Made both of us. Brian H. Georgina B. Eric K. Kristen B. Takashi M. Kevin E. Nanine W. Stephanie K. Darth Achilles. Finky. Kenny S. Tito G. Mixter. I like that. Mixter. Stephen F. Damn. Who's that? Janet E. Jeanette. Dead. Oh, Jesus. Janet E. Sorry, Janet. Jeanette E. Jeanette E. I'm really sorry now. Deadvid, Allison H. General Zod. Crack. Clark backwards. Yeah, Kralk. Kralk. I'm really good at this today. Yeah. Drew M. Achilles R. Big D. John M. Doug R. Tommy Z. Boston. 68. Isabel. Sager S. Corey L. Ivy and Sam. Brittany W. Mr. A. Cal T. Amanda K. And Jesse C. Lumberjack. Claire M. Fourth favorite character underscore Zoe. Scott S. D. Brown. Joshua W. Green Alice. Uh, what is that? Era M. Is that Era? Mm-hmm. Era M. Eldon Suprema. Sarah Q2. Leslie V. Gary H. Tatiana S. Robert G. Natalia G. Julie without an E at the end. C. Just send her something, by the way, Julie. And Mick. Is that McBurts? McBurts. McBurts. Guys, you're the top tiers. You give back in more ways than you could possibly imagine. We thank you so much. Thanks for supporting the podcast. Again, we'll be in uh, Dallas in February. Other cons to follow. So check out on our uh, Instagram or Twitter. Although my Twitter's locked. I'm locked out on my Twitter right now. What'd you say? Nothing. They just locked me out. What? I don't know what happened. Can't can't get on. They're just like, sorry, we can't get you on. We don't believe it's you. you, gotta, you what do you got to pay that fee for the blue check or something? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I don't know what the <laughs> hell happened. All right, Tommy, I love you. I'll see you. All right, buddy. Take care. Have a good interview today. Thanks, buddy. 